This is what I do when I look for properties interstate. My name is Adam Panisi, and in this episode, I'm going to talk about how I buy properties interstate or how I buy properties remotely. The first thing I do is I look at the property with whatever images are available online or any historical images that might be available through the internet. So that is just searching for the address, for example, or I might look on RP Data or Stash Property or Price Finder, one of those platforms. If you don't have a subscription to those, we do have discounted subscriptions to those to our program. If you want to know more, please ask us. But what I do is try and look at what photos are available. And then first and foremost, I might spend five or 10 minutes on a property and then I'll actually put an offer in because I want to know whether or not I'm even going to get any engagement from the offer that I've put in. So if I get no engagement, I'm not going to waste any other time, but I'll put in an offer. If it's through an agent, I'll call up the agent or if it's off market, I'll phone the vendor or, you know, have my people talk to the vendor and, you know, see whether or not the offer is in the line with what they think the property's worth or what they're going to sell for. I always push for a counter offer. This is the first point with negotiation. You need to have a starting point uh, when you are trying to buy a property and the starting point needs to be in writing. You don't want to be putting in an offer and then getting nothing back. And initially, even before I put the offer in, I sussed it out a little, little bit to make sure that what I'm going to offer is even in the ballpark of what they're going to consider. If I'm way out of the ballpark, I won't even bother. I'll just move on. But say, for example, they want a million dollars and I talk about my offer and my offer might be $800,000. I know that I've got a bit of work to do to get even close to what they want. But if I've worked out that the property I need to buy it needs to be at $800,000, I'll give them an offer at $800,000. What's the worst that can happen? They say no, they don't call me back, whatever. I don't care whether I offend them if I'm a couple hundred thousand dollars after what they want. The best thing that can happen and what normally happens, especially in a slow market, in a hot market, people go, oh, 800000 bugger off, I'm going to talk to the guy that's actually serious about buying this property at a million or 1.2 million in a booming market. But in a normal market, what, what will happen generally is you'll give them an offer at 800. If you're so far away, they won't even bother entertaining the offer. But look, if, if you're close or if you're in a slow market, they might give you a counter offer at 900,000. So I always push and say, well, look, if you don't like the 800, just tell me what you would accept. Put it in writing and come back to me. I've offered you 800,000, come back with something else. Would you would you accept 900,000? Would you accept 950,000? So they might come back and they might counter off at 950,000, say, for example. So you know you're $150,000 apart. So you got a bit of work to do. Either you got to come up substantially or you just go walk away from the property and look at something else. So let's just say you agree on, say, $900,000. They wanted a million. You end up getting them down to 900000 You've agreed on a price on a letter of offer high level. Now, you can either go to contract on that price and I always buy properties on a conditional basis, which means I've got conditions where I can pull out of. I've only ever bought a handful of properties at auction before where they've been unconditional. So I normally buy it with conditions in place where I've got a period of time where I can do a due diligence component. So in other words, I research the property. I find out whether or not I actually want to execute, like go ahead with this property purchase because properties are expensive. I'm not going to go ahead with you know a $900,000 deposit without doing some research on the property and knowing the area and getting around that area, that property. So when you're buying interstate, people buy sight unseen. I think that's absolutely crazy. Unless you're a seasoned investor and you have a big portfolio, even now today, I would never buy sight unseen. 
Um, I am buying substantial properties, but I still would never buy sight unseen because the things that I see on site, it's hard to see or you may overlook them if somebody's doing an inspection for you, for example. So what I do is I basically do as limited amount of work as possible, minimal work, try and get the property under contract or at least I've accepted my offer. And then I go and visit the property. And while I'm visiting that property, I might go and look at some other ones as well. I'll see what else is available. So I've always got it tied up before I then fly into state. Now, if you're just starting out and you want to buy property interstate, I suggest, and my personal view is that you go and you find out which areas you want to be in. You actually spend like a good couple of days in those areas because property isn't like any other investment vehicle. It, it is physical. It's tangible. It's somewhere for somebody to live. So it's going to be either somebody's home that they're renting or somebody's going to be buying that home or fuel, depending on if you're selling it or renting it. So it is tangible. You, I personally believe that you do need to know the streets, the suburbs, the locations, whether it's the good streets, bad streets, good locations, good suburbs, bad suburbs. So if you're planning on buying in an area and you're really set on that area, you can go and spend some date, some time in that area. But if you are strapped for time, what I would do or what I do is actually buy properties. I put them under contract. I don't see them. And then I go and spend the time on them once I've actually got my foot on the property. And when I go and spend time on them, I'll do and I'll spend those hours that I need to to make sure I'm comfortable with then going ahead with an unconditional purchase on that property. So going unconditional means that I can't back out on any other conditions. It's not subject to anything else. Not subject to finance, not subject to building and pest. I'm going ahead with that purchase once the property is, is unconditional. So that's how I buy interstate. Now to get me to the point where I'm comfortable to put a contract on there, I normally will have somebody on the ground that will do a bit of a tour for me to see whether or not I'm gonna waste time signing a contract or you know spend the money with lawyers. You can you know do a site view with google maps that's what i use initially uh google maps shows you a lot i walk up and down the streets i look at what the other what the other houses look like i look at what the street aspect is like it has a street got trees in it are there you know cars parked in the streets do the car the cars missing wheels you can't always see that from google street view because it's only a snippet at one point in time so then when somebody looks at the property for you, that can either be a rental manager, that's going to be the agent. If you're using an interstate buyer's agent, yeah, that could be those guys as well. You don't just want to have a look at the house. You want to have a look at the surrounding streets and the surrounding suburbs as well. So it's going to get, it's, it's a little bit harder to get an idea of that from one person and driving around. So you're going to have to spend some time even just on the phone to that person and or walking up and down the streets in Google Maps. It's not the same as driving around the streets. So that's how I do it personally, and that's how we get familiar with an area. I put my foot on the property, then I go to the location and I spend time there. If you're going to spend even you know three or four hundred thousand dollars on a property, you want to know that you're getting it right because if you make the wrong decision and you buy a dud property, that's going to set you back so many years in your investment journey. So you want to make sure that you get it right, right from the beginning. And also, we all have limited time. We're all working in our jobs, or most people are working in their jobs, right? So you have generally a lot of people have limited time to go and spend three or four days in an area, only to maybe buy a property later. So a lot of people buy interstate sight unseen. I think you're absolutely crazy for buying sight unseen. You don't know that market. You don't know the property you're buying. Really, you don't know it like physically on the ground. You don't know the suburb. You don't know the streets. 
you know, all that stuff makes a difference to the underlying growth of that property. Now you can buy using statistics, using demographics, and you, you can get lucky on that front. But if you truly understand the values in an area, you can use that same data and then go and spend the time in an area and really understand the values, understand the demographics in the area, understand the streets, the good pockets, the bad pockets. And I can tell you, you will far surpass anybody that's just bought on the basis of data and they've bought sight unseen. You get an understanding of an area and the values and spend time in that suburb, spend time in that area, in that city, you are going to know it a lot better than other people. And I'm going to give you some examples because this happens every day of the week in Queensland, especially because that's where I'm based. We have people from Sydney, Melbourne coming and buying in Queensland. And you always know when an interstate buyer purchases something because it's always above the market. So that's just a telltale sign by itself, especially when you're talking about holiday homes more than anything else. Even if that holiday home is an investment property for a period of time, you always know an interstate buyer because they they overpay. So even when I'm talking to valuers, I was talking to one just only a couple of months ago and I was referring to some sales and I said, how are, you know, how are sales holding up? And basically she said, well, all the interstate buyers are, are still buying above market and all the local buyers are all buying below market. So you don't have to be a rocket scientist to know that or to be able to tell that local buyers know the market and they know what things are worth a lot better than people coming into state because people are coming into state buying sight unseen, buying blindly and overpaying and the valuers know it. So the valuers know and they actually look at whether the buyer is an interstate buyer or a local buyer. I bet you most people don't actually know that. So when they look at a purchase, they look at the who has actually bought the property when they look at comparable sales. Because what normally happens is a valuer will look at two properties. One is bought at what they think is market or maybe below market. And another one is bought at market or above market. And I guarantee you nine times out of 10, the one that's bought at market or above market is being bought by interstate investors. So if you find a good pocket that looks like it's high growth and the data sets look really fantastic, I would just encourage you before you, you know, even put a contract on a property or when you've got a contract on a property, go and spend some time in that area and understand the values. And once you understand the values, you then will be a lot more confident in your buying and in your offers and you'll know when a good deal comes up as well. And when a good deal comes up, you need to be quick to jump on it, even in a slow market. You need to be quick to jump because all the local buyers, they all know a good deal because they know the values in that area. So from my perspective, it's actually about being a suburb expert and or an area expert to be able to identify what is good buying and what's not good buying. So that's my tactics on how to buy interstate. If this video has helped you, if you've got any other questions, let us know in the comments. We'd love to hear from you. And if you've got any bad experiences buying interstate or any good experiences, we'd love to hear what you've learned along the way as well. Thanks for watching. Have a great one.